Welcome to It's a Fit Life Creation Podcast with me, Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur and a transformation coach. Jumpstart transformation to time to transform, to boss brand, to money maker, to inspiring with influence and more. So let's create. And I lost over 55 pounds four years ago with the help of Herbalife Nutrition, Meal Bags, Team Edge, NASA, a certified public accountant. I've served in over eight industries, generating others over seven to nine figure results consistently while having my own money in chaos to create a life and a business I love. It's about the passion, the purpose, the people, and the profits to create a life and a business you love. Tune in to the stories and the journey as we create It's a Fit Life Creation. Welcome to the It's a Fit Life Creation podcast. And today I'm super excited to have Melissa here with us virtually with Tailwind. And Tailwind, for those of you, if you don't know, Tailwind is an additional tool to really help you take your Pinterest to the next level through integrations with automation, through integrations with Instagram, through integrations with Hootsuite, just so many different things and so many different ways to leverage and grow Pinterest. And they recently launched SmartLoop. I've been an avid user of Tailwind now for quite some time. And Melissa is their community manager. And she actually joined Tailwind straight out of school. So having an experience with a startup having an experience with founders and creators, and I'm sure sometimes you're like, ah. So welcome to the show, and we've now connected, I think, three, four, five times at least between different things. So super excited to have you today, Melissa. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm really excited to share my story and talk a little bit about how we met and how we started communicating. Yes. So tell me, uh, tell the listeners um, how you got into, um, how you found out about Tailwind, you know, what school you're at at the time, I think Oklahoma, um, which you wouldn't necessarily think, because I know I lived in Oklahoma at one point, startup, school, Mm -hmm. like tech, you know, typically people think other (laughs) environments. So like walk us through that experience. Oh, it, yeah, it's, it was, uh, there were a lot of lucky tripping into that happened for me to get this job. So when I uh, graduated in 2012 with my degree in advertising, I had absolutely nothing idea what I wanted to do with my life. I had actually like 
just started an MBA program, wasn't doing too well in that. I was looking for a job that I could work. And I found this company called Pin League at the time. It was such a shady website. It seriously looked like um, like one of those GeoCities sites from back in the 90s. Like it was not professional at all, but I desperately needed a job. So I went ahead and applied. And after talking, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, my friends were telling me like, this is a terrible idea. You should not be doing this. After I talked to our co-founders, it, uh, I, I felt better. Danny, our CEO was at Google and he would, he worked for YouTube. He has a great resume. He's an incredibly smart man. And I talked to our other co-founder, Alex, who worked for Merrill Lynch. And, you know, after talking to them and hearing their vision and realizing that, you know, they are trying to build something, but it's just getting off the ground. I went ahead and jumped on in. And at that time we had, I think about 50 members using uh, the Pin League platform. And since then I have uh, been lucky enough to see us grow from those 50 members to more than 250,000 around the world. And we've gone through a seed round of funding. We've grown the team from just that small initial set of four to 30 now. And it's, it's just been such an incredible roller coaster ride. And um, now I am back in school and working on that MBA again. It's going a lot better, thankfully. Cool. <laughs> You're back in school. I am. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I will. Oh, sorry. When did you start back in school? I started back in school uh, in August 2017. So I'm actually coming up uh, in May. I will be done. I am so excited. <laughs> so happy to have a life again. Uh, but and Tailwind will be happy about that too. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So just juggling being community manager for startup, launching Smart Loop mm-hmm. school on top of everything else. It's a lot. Yeah. Yes. I can definitely relate. <laughs> So how do you, when you look back at like jumping on at the time and like thinking about like our theme is, you know, smart social for today's episode, thinking about like how Pinley was at the time before it became Tailwind and where you are now as community manager, where, you know, Tailwind has now gone, where Pinterest has gone, just everything. Like, what are your thoughts on all of it? We definitely made some incorrect guesses in the beginning, um, and we learned from those. So one of the big things that I've learned uh, working in a startup, working with social media, working with these networks, is you need to be able to pivot, and you need to be able to adapt. You cannot get married to one idea, because your audience may not want that idea. There's that that idea of the lean startup and making a MVP, minimum viable product. That is so true and so important. And we started initially with an audience development engine that basically like auto-followed people on Pinterest. That wasn't the best thing. So then we switched over to just analytics and became a Pinterest partner. And really just after that, it started growing and we started building momentum and really found our footing, but it took some stumbles along the way. And that it's an important lesson to learn that you can fail and it's important to fail and you need to fail to be able to move forward. I love that you talked about several different dynamics. I love that you talked about um, the initial kind of process. And I love that book 
by the way, The Minimum Viable Product. That's one of my favorite, favorite books because of exactly that. Not even just for entrepreneurship. Like people don't realize because I would use those same principles when I was in corporate. Like Mm -hmm. it's having an idea, but it's also having a minimum viable product, getting, you know, input, getting feedback to see, okay, who is tuning in? And then also allowing that idea to cultivate and grow. Because just like you talked about, like you guys, you know, tried a lot of things. You took a lot of risks. You were willing to learn. You were willing to fail. You were willing to be flexible. And I definitely find that, you know, every single day, Mm -hmm. you don't know who's going to show up in what vein. You don't know what feedback you're going to get. And you don't know necessarily exactly how that new revenue stream or that new addition or that new integration or smart loop, like before you created smart loop, like what it's going to look like, you know, Mm -hmm. and even like I think back on Pinterest years ago for myself, you know, I definitely was in the demographic of I thought, oh, Pinterest is for recipes, Pinterest is for arts and crafts, you know, because I remember doing a fundraising project. Um, I've also done some sports events with team and training. And I remember doing a sports uh a fundraiser where we were doing like a kids camp at a lady's house for a whole bunch of kids is one of our fundraisers during the summer. And I remember she was pulling up like some of the arts and crafts off of Pinterest. Like that was one of my first exposures to Pinterest. Now keep in mind that life creation didn't exist. I was still in corporate America. Like it was totally different Katrina, but Mm -hmm. that was like my first exposure. And then fast forward into really about the end of, let's see, 2013 where I started realizing like, okay, social media is a thing. Like social media is huge at any business or any brand. And, you know, even if you're an entrepreneur, you're a brand. If you're not on platforms, you're missing out on people that are on those platforms. And I remember at the time being only on Facebook and, and even witnessing incredible growth on Facebook just off sharing stories. So I recognized the power of story of social media. Mm-hmm. And as a revenue driver and as a, as a community, as creating community and interacting with people. And then from there, I realized, wait a minute. Then I started to hear things on Pinterest. You know, I started to hear things like Melissa Griffin and, mm-hmm. you know, cause she was using it already as a business dynamic that Jenna Kutcher, you know, so I started seeing Shailene Johnson is also one of my mentors and coaches, and she's been using it for some time. And then I started reading articles and through other bloggers and influencers we've collaborated with and worked with. I was like, wait a minute, Pinterest has now become this whole content engine. Like Google is for stuff. Mm -hmm. Pinterest has become for content. And a lot of people that go there, they're a higher demographic. They're buying more. They're searching for substantive content, you know, not quick hits of like a image. And then I just started realizing the power and then the, you know, not only auto scheduling and not only with like tailwind and setting up like a schedule, but then the smart loop, because as you know, people don't read stuff the first time Salesforce repeats that takes an average person six to eight times to even like get into, get into and absorb a content piece. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's how I fell in love with Tailwind and what Tailwind was doing, even just when initially it was Tailwind before Smart Loop got added. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's a big thing with Pinterest that's so different from those other platforms. And instead of trying to keep you on their site, like Facebook wants you to stay on Facebook. Pinterest is trying to drive you off of Pinterest. And so you find the thing that you're looking for and you find the thing that's most relevant to you. So you build that aspiration. You are going there to build a life that you want to live. And that smart social, I think, really ties in with that because you have to be inspirational. You have to be a source of people coming to you and learning and doing and discovering through you on Pinterest. No, absolutely. And like, I love that you just talked about how Pinterest goes into driving people off of their platform. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like if you think so, about it compared to the others, it's crazy. It's so because cool. it's come to us as a source, just like Google does. Right. So mm -hmm. obviously I could see where your founder got that inspiration from an aspect of tailwind and understanding how Pinterest was going to grow even more. Right. From that aspect. Um, and then just driving even more return for creators, you know, whether it's a brand like how, you know, Tailwind intertwines as a tool, whether it's how we're utilizing it as a content engine, bloggers, influencers, just all of the above. So tell us like your typical day when you first started versus now as community manager. Oh man. So when I first started, I was actually in sales, which is kind of interesting hilarious and crazy to think about now because I just not a salesperson and I was not a salesperson. I didn't know what I was doing at all first right out of college. So I was uh, Googling people's emails and sending them cold emails. I was getting um, rather rude responses. <laughs> <laughs> depends, on, <laughs> depends on the person and depends on like so many things. Oh yeah. No, my cold emails were not good. I, yeah, it, it was rude, but I also don't really blame them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, I honestly went to Danny after uh, three months with the company and was ready to just say, this isn't for me. I can't do sales. I'm not interested. I'm going to look for another job. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Instead of saying like, see you later. He said, okay, what can we do to make this better for you? How can we play to your strengths so that we are using your talents in the best way possible, as well as making sure you're not miserable and getting rude emails all the time. Yes, because it doesn't really go or bode for a pleasant work environment. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so from then I took on our marketing funnel uh, overall. And up until about two and a half years ago, I was the marketing team. Oh, wow. I built up our blog. I built up our email list. I did our social accounts. Um, I just, I had a hand in everything marketing. There's a lot of plates in the air. It's gotten a lot better now that I have a team helping me. <laughs> but uh, so it's gone from being a jack of all trades to really focusing in on our community and our members and just being an advocate for them on the team, making sure I am helping them spread the word of Tailwind in the best way possible, in the most natural way possible, and just really talking to our community, doing things like this, meeting people like you, and getting out there and just trying to be that person, that cheerleader for our members. I love that, the connector, like the community creator, the connector, just all the above. And I love how you walked yeah. us through 
how a you started off like in sales because that's typical, right? With a lot of startups, they're like, well, I'm looking for sales. Mm -hmm. And so they saw that in you, you were willing to take the risks. You were willing to explore that opportunity. And very quickly you were just like, okay, no. (laughs) And, or at least not in the way you started at the time, because let's be real, like what you're doing now technically is still sales. Like it's retention. It's still sales, but it's very different than what you were doing before. And I think that's what people get so hung up on that they look at and they think about, you know, oh, it has to look a certain way. And I think that happens from a brand perspective. I think that happens from an influencer, a blogger, all the above. Like really, I look at it like it's creating community. Mm -hmm. It's creating value and it's sharing, you know, hey, here's some value. If you want to learn more, go here. Like here's what we've got. And I think sometimes all of us get paralyzed into that and kudos to the founders that they realize like they were about to lose you. Yeah. That, well, actually take a step back. Kudos to you that you realize like, wait a minute, like I don't have to do this. Like I have value as a human and I'm not very happy. (laughs) (laughs) And and whether they agree or not, like I'm going to tell them. It could have been 22 year old hubris too, but yeah, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> no, totally. And then, and then kudos to them that they were like, you know, honoring and said, okay, what can we do to help you? And then I love how you shared like the evolution of the growth of going from kind of sales into building like the, the email, you know, aspect. And so I think a lot of times entrepreneurs don't really even think about or realize even a brand at some point was an entrepreneur. Oh, like yeah. it was one, two, three people that were doing it all. And, and that you, that you were the one that heavily, you know, looked at and built the community and the connector and the email list so that there were people in the community. Yeah, it was, it's been kind of a crazy ride and it's really ironic to look back on my sales time because it is, it is. So similar to what I'm doing now. I'm reaching out to people. I'm sending them cold emails, but it's in more of a, hey, I want to connect with you. I want to talk to you. I want to be your champion rather than, hey, please buy this thing so I get commission. <laughs> it's a very different vibe. Very different. <laughs> I realize, literally, I was just talking about this with someone right before our meeting that when you lead with community, and you lead with value and you lead with connection and like cultivating a relationship. It's very different when at some point in whatever way money changes hands, Mm -hmm. it's very different and it feels very different versus when you are like, Hey, you meet someone and two seconds later, you're like, Hey, can you write me a check? (laughs) Or or can you give me some money for this? It's very, very different. And then like, I know Melissa and I know you went to Oklahoma and I know this and I, it's like, it's very, very different. And it's just a relationship building. So, and so now 250,000 members now you versus you remember when there was one, like you're (laughs) Uh, tiny. Huh? We were just tiny back then. Yeah. And how big was Pinterest back then? Oh, they had just, I believe when I started, they had just passed the 10 million mark. So 
they were, they were sizable website and we had other competitors in the space. A lot of them have changed hands. It's a little bit different now. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's been interesting to watch the evolution of Pinterest along with the evolution of first pin league and then tailwind. So when you were Pinley, what made you guys like pin into switching like the name tailwind side note? Oh yeah. So, um, first we didn't want to be pigeonholed by Pinterest because we did want to branch out into other networks. Our mission is to make world-class marketing easy for everyone. And we can't do that if we're only focused on Pinterest. I could see that, the pivot. Exactly, yeah. And uh, also Pinterest has a trademark on the word pin as it relates to social media, so. I figured there was a trademark there somewhere. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, how'd you get away with that? <laughs> we have the, the legal version and the nice version. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so you started with that, then you transitioned into that, and then now you guys are here. So how do you, how many years, how many years are we talking, Melissa? I have been here six years now. Okay, okay, so six years in, so the baby's walking, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> The baby's walking, the baby's running, you've got 250K. Pinterest at the time was 10 million. What's Pinterest now? It's over 100. Okay, I thought so. Number I saw. I was like, it's way bigger than 10. I knew it was. Um, Because I'm like, I know people that have close to like a million views a month. So I figured it had to be more. Um, So now where you guys are, and now where at least, so you just launched this year Smartloop. Yeah, just yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Officially, since I have already been on it yes. as a beta user, I'm right. like, oh, I've been there, done that. I've already used <laughs> Smartloop. I love it. So, um, love what's happening to my Pinterest. So talk to us about Smartloop and what's happening with Smartloop as well as then we'll kind of get into Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Smartloop has been our most requested feature ever. People have been coming to us wanting a way to repin their content at regular intervals automatically. So they don't have to think about, oh, has it been three months since I pinned that amazing post that drives traffic from 2013? You can just load it into your smart loop and we will continue to recycle your best content at the best times for engagement. We also have seasonal loops, which helps you make sure that your seasonal content, so Christmas is coming, you can make sure that your Christmas pins are starting to be pinned in July, because who's thinking about Pinterest in July? Pinterest is, but uh, yeah, so you can load in your Christmas content, it'll be posted, and um, a smart loop is just really great for making sure that your best content is getting out there, and you don't have to worry about it. No, I love it. So a couple of things that when I hit on, so I have over 12 smart loops that I use. I absolutely love it. I love just seeing like the growth that's grown exponentially to over consistently now over 35,000 views per month. So I'm, so I'm loving just to see like from, you know, figuring out like the layout of Pinterest, figuring out what boards we wanted, uh, figuring out our own content schedule. And then the seasonal, you just hit on this besides Christmas, of course, like we're thinking about from an aspect of jumpstart transformation around health, money, business, you know, to help people create a life and business they love. Of course, they're thinking about that right at the new year. So of course, I have a new year's seasonal loop. Yeah. Not that they don't think about it other times. However, that's when everyone's like, ooh, new year's resolution. And versus I'm like, what's my life resolution? What's today? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, so that, and so we are, you guys did what? The beta was launched. Was it like a month or two months ago when we got on? Uh, it's been, 
like a year. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> it's been very private. So we first started inviting uh, just, I think, 10 people were in the very beginning. And it was a mix. It was super random. It was some people who had been using us for a long time, some people who had never used us, some people mm-hmm. that were using a competitor, just a mix to come together. And from that feedback that we got, that's how we continued to build on to Smart Loop. And we started opening it up a bit more within the past couple of months. And um, yeah, so it's now officially open to everyone, the entire public. Yay! Because when we did the beta with you guys with the webinar, when was that? That was like a month or two ago, I think. Oh yeah, that was back in September. Yes, yes. Because I was thinking, I was like, I've been on it a while. (laughs) So just thinking like from our standpoint. Um, Wow. And then, so talk about, so like you talked about as far as like the mission and the vision, and then let's talk about now how you guys are transitioning into also Instagram and circulating and repurposing content on Instagram and what's happening there. Yeah. So we added pin or we added Instagram (laughs) scheduling. (laughs) Tongue twister. Pinterest is this, that. Yeah. Trust me. (laughs) We're here. We're here. (laughs) We added Instagram scheduling um, about two years ago, and it was, you know, the basic scheduling that you could do through pretty much every other app. You'd get a notification, and then we would copy it over, and you'd open it up in Instagram and post it, but that really got our foot in the door to become an uh, Instagram partner. So after that, uh, we started building up more things like our hashtag finder tool so that Mm -hmm. You can type in your caption, and we suggest hashtags based on what you typed. So it's a great way to discover new relevant hashtags and then save them to hashtag lists. Oh. Uh, it's our, my favorite feature. I didn't even know about that. It's so good. Yeah. I'm going to have to go look at that. I'm like, wait, I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to type in any hashtags to get the recommendations to come up. You just type in your caption. Okay, I'm gonna have to go play with that because I was like, wait a minute, I didn't see that or I missed it somehow. Yeah, and then after the first of the year 2018, they um, pushed out uh, auto posting to Instagram. So gone are the days of having to use your phone to post when it was time to post. We will publish on your behalf. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, a way to toggle on and off the notifications so you can do story scheduling. So you can pretty much schedule your entire Instagram life within Tailwind. Wow. So I can even schedule, I can even schedule my stories. Mm -hmm. You'll have to publish them yourself, but you can schedule them and get, you know, make sure it's lined up to go along with the feed posts. If you have one of those, Mm -hmm. Um, however you want to do it. Yeah. You can upload your stories. So I love it. I love it that you guys are thinking like, constantly innovating, constantly progressive, and constantly along the lines of being smart with social, right? Because even when I got into social media more and more in 2014, I was like, okay, like I knew eventually I was, and we were going to get on all the platforms, Mm -hmm. but it's also overwhelming, especially initially when you're thinking about, well, how do I do content on Pinterest? How do I do content on YouTube? How do I do content on Snapchat? If you're on Snapchat, I'm not on Snapchat. (laughs) Once Instagram released stories, I was like, Okay, I'm done with Snapchat. Yeah, for Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Snapchat. Not sorry, but like now it's integrated. Now you've got, you know, you've got stories, you've got lives, you've got all these different dimensions, and you've got Facebook. 
So mm-hmm. getting your handle around what your audiences are like, right? That's kind of one thing. And what does your content look like? Like for example, on Pinterest, we'll directly feed into our themes, into our blogs, into our programs, into our podcasts. Like it's easy. Like once we set up the 12 themes, easy. Mm-hmm. Facebook, some super relatable stuff, some things that feed that are on autopilot, whether it's through if this and that, whether it's through Hootsuite, then of course through Pinterest, like you guys having Pinterest and Tailwind, but now having Instagram that I'm looping through already. And then now immediately my brain goes to, oh, well now I can pre-schedule stories the same way we loop through if this then that, I can loop stories and I can loop different things and I could see where you guys are starting to spiral. Yeah. Yeah. We know that content creation is really hard. And so that's, we're trying to make it easier so that when you get that inspiration, you just load it up and it'll be able to go out. And uh, we, you circle. can also, yeah, that, that beautiful ever looping circle there. Just like our little smart loop circle. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I love side note how you guys have like every time I schedule or we schedule like a piece of content that you have suggested pieces of content. Mm-hmm. Cause of course I've also listed, we've also listed to contribute back to that because, and then the tribes yeah. and then have creating your own tribe to where you have even more exposure on your content as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people still don't realize the power of like Pinterest and the power of tailwind. Like what are some of the aspects or what are the highlights that you share? For example, if someone like, not like me that already knows tailwind already knows Pinterest, what are some of the highlights that you share from a value standpoint on Pinterest and or on tailwind? Uh, with Tailwind, you mentioned tribes. That is such a great place. A lot of people come to tribes and say, like, why would I want to share other people's content? This is about growing my presence on Pinterest. And yes, it is. But you have to work with other people to grow together, build that community, help each other to grow faster together. That's a whole point of tribes. You're discovering other pinners that are interested in things that you are also interested in, which means their audience will be interested in your content and vice versa. And we have just seen so much success from people that are utilizing tribes and really investing the time and getting to know their fellow tribe mates and even, you know, meeting up in real life or working Mm -hmm. on collaborations outside of tribes. It's just so powerful and such a great community builder that it takes some, some folks, some, uh, short of getting their brain around that idea of mm-hmm. it's not competition. It's a community that you're building. I love that you just hit on that because I, I talk about that all the time. It's like, you're not competing quote unquote with anyone really, because no one's you or no one's exactly what you're doing or they're not exactly the way you're going to do it, but there's power in collaboration and there's power, there's, there's power in connecting and creating community and collaboration. And actually it's funny because Historically, so far, you know, we've done a lot of collaborations with um, Instagrammers, YouTubers, like different things. And I've utilized tribes, definitely, but I haven't uh, yet reached out. And I've had like a pin going, you know, calling all creators, things like that, of course, like for our collaborations with influencers. However, I just realized I'm like the same way I might direct message or we might direct message an Instagrammer, I should be doing that with a triber. Yeah, you can do that. You can hover over their name and yes. go check out their website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh. immediately, because immediately, and like you said, that like back to that, you see people 
people that are creators or bloggers or influencers that are regularly using Pinterest and Tailwind for content repurposing, for content creation, for content sharing, because they recognize the power of being a searchable engine and just the power and then the demographics and the people that are on there. It's a different tribe for lack of a better, it's a different community. And so just realizing, you know, and they're creating different types of programs, different types of platforms, and it's just a different mindset Mm -hmm. that you see very readily. So thank you for that inspiration and thank you for that value because I will definitely add that to the strategic list. That's awesome. I love hearing that. Yes, because I'm like, wait a minute. Like, yes, I've been doing this, this, and this, but I haven't been directly leveraging it. And like on that angle, now you have my brain going. I'm curious. Are you guys thinking about, and or I guess I'll also have to do some research, is there, because I've definitely gotten outreach from some influencer platforms that are partnering with Pinterest, but it's mm-hmm. much fewer than with Instagram. Right. Have you guys thought about from that angle, like facilitating that connection with tribes? It is definitely something that we've thought about. We have not figured it okay. out yet. Okay. Um, but Just curious. Know, if you have ideas, hit us Oh, up. always. <laughs> you know, always like several that we've bounced back and forth, but always. As far as, because to your point, like immediately when they go like in person, I'm like, but how can you make that easier or how mm-hmm. will it make it easier and drive the ever, not elusive, I don't like to use that word, but the, the end result, right? The result, right. the call to action, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. The t- driving the person to in- be incentivized to take action. Um, so where do you see Melissa going next and, or where do you see Tailwind and Pinterest going next? Oh, for me, I am hoping to just ride this, uh, Tailwind wave as long as they'll have me. I love my job. I know it's the only job, real job I've ever had, but I think I got insanely lucky. First time, just hit it right out of the park. Uh, so absolutely. Uh, I love um, being our community manager. I'm hoping to grow that in the future for Tailwind so we can have more events. We can go out and you know, help people more. We can, the affiliate program alone is about 70% of my time, it feels like. Wow, so wow. Growing all of that, helping our members, getting, getting people, getting influencers, getting everyone to help you know, that's what I really want to do. I really want to continue to be that catalyst for our members and for our influencers. And Tailwind is just going to keep trying to achieve that mission. We, uh, I actually wrote up a few, like the launches that I could think of in the past year recently, because we move so fast. So this is just since January of 2018, we've launched auto publishing to Instagram, uh, photo cropping for Instagram, story scheduling for Instagram, smart loop for Pinterest, geotagging on Instagram, auto posting from Instagram to Pinterest, and scheduling content from Pinterest to Facebook pages. That's just this year. It's awesome. And that's just, that's how fast we go. And that's how quickly our developers are able to come up with these ideas. Um, We've had people write in and said, say, hey, wouldn't it be great if you guys did this? And then the developers built it that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, I think we're just going to be able to continue to grow those muscles. We're going to continue to grow the team. We're hiring at like seven positions right now. We're growing so fast and that'll help sort of ease some of our pain points that we have. Um, 
just with growing pains. We're growing super quickly and you know, our customer success team is overwhelmed. Our marketing's overwhelmed, but it's all just part of the journey. Mm-hmm. We're growing quickly and it's so exciting and it's amazing. Can't wait to get more folks on the team. And we're just going to continue to try to make world-class marketing easy for everyone. I love it. That's awesome that, um, a, like having the vision, but also recognizing the constraints and also recognizing talent, like talent and community is huge. Like I've definitely re- learned that early, early, early on. And then obviously, like, as you said, like the, your current affiliate team takes up 70% of your time right now. So it, I could see where just off that alone, plus all the other stuff, smart loop, et cetera, obviously conversations we've had having like the constraints like feeling like, okay, I want to do more on this, or I want to have this conversation, or I want to do this, but just the the constraints that you're experiencing, and then also with the different things, their priorities for other people, for the founders, um, that you're, I'm sure you're pulled into, as many people experience in different roles and different experiences all over, and then figuring out how to leverage technology, and then now um, you guys expanding with seven new team members, and I'm sure like a lot of that will help with some of your own initiatives and different things to help you drive more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, you can't see your, it's similar to tribes. I can't see someone coming in in a similar position as a competitor. There's someone that's there to help push us forward. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some cultures that kind of have that cutthroat mentality and I am, so lucky not to work in a place like that. I am friends with all of my coworkers. We all respect each other. We go on vacations together. Like it's, awesome. it's just such a great community and culture that we've developed here. And I can imagine going anywhere else. Right now. Yeah, definitely love that. And definitely like, you know, kind of like we've chatted in the past, like however, like that evolves. If you're like, Hey, I want to talk again about this, about that with influencers, like definitely feel free to reach out. Um, because I, I definitely understand the time thingies, time constraints, time thingies, technical term. Um, and I'm a big believer and I, and literally the last conversation too, we were talking about this, like the time and alignment and like recognizing that everyone has different priorities at different angles and, um, back to the, like the book, the four agreements, right? Like not absorbing things and just being super positive. And then also how you talked about being friends with your coworkers. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine even as they're going through interview processes or screening for these applicants, they're super mindful of the community that you've created within right. and protecting that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We have a very slow and deliberate hiring process because we're so protective of our culture. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And it's different when it's very different when you're building a team, you know, step-by-step that's uh, internal that you've got five, 10, 15, however many people total, and you want to build it slowly and deliberately and maintain the value and the retention. And then it's very different when you're doing a collaboration, even if you're doing it, you know, for a month, two months, three months, or a year, because you're not around necessarily that person all the time. Mm -hmm. Although you still want value, you still want community, you still want different things, but it's, it's different because that person isn't around you repeatedly. Right. Yeah. You can't just poke them when they're next to you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So no, I love that. And I think a lot of companies and especially startups, like when I look to whether it's um, you know, Uber, Lyft, a lot of them started, even Uber, like SGNA team. So you're selling general administrative teams of like seven people. Mm-hmm. So very, very small and very, very tech focused. And like you said, when you guys started, it was three of you. 
how many of you, how many now on the team? We are at 29 now. Yeah. So yeah. even at year six, that's still like you started at three, six years ago. So on average, I'm sure there's been, you know, different higher points, lower points, but it sounds like like on average, 26 divided by six, um, on average, four to five people every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, it feels like a lot and we've added, we've actually doubled within the past year. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just been, we are hoping to continue to double going forward. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard when you have to, when you want to not have to, when you want to protect that culture, but you know, we're, we're getting it down. We're getting better at it. No, that's awesome. I love it. So, um, where else? So we t- we've talked about obviously making momentum relationships and how that's important community and what resonates and vibes. So when you talk about also your culture, what do you think are your, or what are your top two, three, five things that you guys look at from an aspect of internal culture, right? But also the value that you're creating to help people with world-class marketing. Right. So this is actually something that we've developed recently. And we have our six values that we cherish at Tailwind and that we reward one another with. So we have a growth value. So making sure that you're constantly pushing yourself to continue to grow and continue to learn and continue to not only grow Tailwind overall, like revenue, customers, all that, but growing as a person as well. And we have bravery. So not being afraid to take risks, to ask the hard questions, to make the hard decisions, and just to be brave, put on a brave face and go out into the world representing Tailwind the best way possible. We have uh, inclusion. So we have a very diverse team and we want to continue to have a diverse team and continue to just make sure that everyone feels included and that we have an open, welcoming environment and that we're not trying, that there's no cliques, there's no politics, that everyone is welcome and everyone is loved. Uh, Ownership. We are all literally owners here. We have stock in the company and uh, we have discussions about, um, you know, financials and there's a lot of transparency in the company, which is another value is transparency. You ha- we have our CEO that you know, goes to the board meetings and then tells us about it. He doesn't hide anything behind a veil. It is told to us because we are trusted. There's transparency. We know exactly what's happening in the company, which is an incredible thing to have uh, a CEO and a C-suite team do. And uh, finally, performance. So of course, we are a kind of achievement junkie type of team. We want to uh, continue to just be making the best product possible, being able to make the best uh, designs, just everything needs to be the best. We have stretch goals and we want to meet those stretch goals. It's just you know, really focusing on that performance and on that everything that goes into it, the growth, the bravery, the transparency, ownership of what you're doing. All of it goes in and that's what really drives our culture and how we look at how we value Tailwind and how we you know, interact with one another as a team. I love that. So a couple of things I want to hit on there, like the growth and the bravery. I think it's so important because when people feel valued and people feel listened to and people feel honored in any environment, 
that's going to spill over not only into themselves character-wise, right? But it's also going to spill over into your work performance, into your results, into your performance. Um, so that's amazing. So that was your, I think, growth you talked about, bravery. Mm -hmm. And then was it um, transparency? Transparency is okay. another one. Yeah. Transparency is huge. And you're absolutely right. There's been plenty of times where I've worked with C-suite. And the majority of the time, they are not transparent. Right. I think a lot of it comes from old school. I think a lot of it comes from fear or someone's going to steal X or do X or et cetera. But I think that's part of why you you know, spend the time investing on the front end and or opening yourself up to realize that actually when you create a transparent culture and you're open and vulnerable and you share and you have ownership, that people have a direct connection for buy-in and ownership that they actually get a piece of the puzzle right. and the piece of the pie, um, that it actually creates even more of an investment, even more of a drive for results and even more of a desire to contribute. Like right. speak, speaking to the higher levels of humanity is, is kind of how I like to look at it. So I t totally resonate with that. So bravery, um, growth, our growth, bravery, transparency, you talked about performance performance yeah and it's, there's one other huh? <laughs> you're like wait let me google the performance i think inclusion perform inclusion performance spills through all of that because right. the more transparent you are the more you encourage bravery the more you encourage growth well then performance is a byproduct or a default like it's going to follow and then inclusion i think at the end of the day you know we all want to feel loved accepted right. included and so when you feel that safety, when you feel that ability to be vulnerable or be open or share your thoughts or ideas and that you're not going to be ridiculed or met with sarcastic comments or whatever it may be, right, in an unpleasant environment, it just creates a community, a familial sense. And like you said, you guys have gone on vacations together. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, oh, yeah. li literally, I was just recording another podcast earlier and she was here live um, April. And we literally talked about that where I said, you know, when I was in corporate, I didn't always have, not, not, I didn't always, I didn't ever have the choice or, you know, on who I worked with. Right. Mm -hmm. And on like where they showed up or the company culture, like maybe I could influence it once I came in to a degree, depending on the department or the role. Right. But it wasn't built from the ground up. And then it was also recognizing where, you know, some people in life in general, right, will choose to grow, that they want to grow and they will be brave. But some people won't. Like they're like uncomfortable. I don't want to grow. Whether they are in a negative state or not in a negative state, like they just want to stay X, right? Mm -hmm. And so you don't always, I didn't have the choice on who was surrounding, et cetera, in that culture, in that community. And I realized, you know, and definitely you are very blessed and very fortunate in having that straight out of school because mm -hmm. in school, Oh my God, we created nonprofits. I had a phenomenal experience in undergrad and grad school, just everything. And I remember just always vibing high, right? right? Then, And my job at the time at a credit union was great. But then later when I went to different roles or different companies or different industries, different environments, I realized that wasn't always the case. And I allowed it to influence me. I allowed it to impact me because it, it does. I mean, you're around XYZ people all the time. Mm -hmm versus now, like I'm actually sitting here at WeWork. So, you know, we office at a WeWork, we host things at a WeWork. So for those that you don't know, WeWork is a co-working space that's global. And being in the energy of entrepreneurs 
all the time that are creating first and foremost is amazing. Secondly, creating the fit life creation community, whether it is, you know, influencers, whether it is podcast uh, hosts that we're hosting like yourself, Melissa, it's being very intentional of we are creating a community and this is broadcasting out there that, Hey, these are brands we have, you know, our people, we have authentic relationships with, with items we use. It's not just, Oh, I reached out to this person. No, no, no. I've been using this product for over a year, over two years, or I've connected with this person, you know, with Melissa over five times. And she might be on here again, talking about something else that, you know, that tailwind decides to launch. So it's creating that journey and that destination and having that culture. And then to your point, when we formulated fit, it was focusing on that community, focusing on health, money, business, all in one, but fit actually stands for our mission. It's follow love and all we do impact people and transform the mind Mm -hmm. because everything has the same like value points you talked about. Everything encompasses all six of those. And then same thing. It's like everything encompasses all three of those because April even told me, she's like, I was nervous. I've never been on a podcast. And I was like, you're just going to feel like you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's the vibe I want because I don't want formal media. I don't want like stick in the mud. I want people to feel free to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so important. And so that's super awesome that you've gotten to experience that straight out of school and then consistently over six years and seeing where the founders recognize where energy is everything. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it, 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 you know, it's one of those, like, I have to pinch myself. How did I get this lucky? I've heard horror stories from my friends working at other jobs. And like, sorry, I literally can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I'm not in your bubble. I don't want to be in your bubble. And I mean, and in that vein, I'm sure you guys have walked away from potential collaborations or potential partnerships in that same vein that did not align from an energetic standpoint. And I've done the same. Yeah. Yeah, you have to protect uh, what you built. And, you know, even if there definitely have been some situations like that, and it's always better in the end. Always. Not to sell out your, your values. Yeah, always. And just from an aspect of protecting your energy. So mm-hmm. I've definitely experienced that. And people are like, what? You're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm protecting my sanity and I'm protecting my future and the future of the company. And just because XYZ has XYZ numbers or XYZ dollars attached to it, doesn't mean it's worth sacrificing the energy and or my soul right? or the culture or the community. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, however you want to slice and dice it. Um, Cause I've, I've definitely learned and I'm sure you've seen it too. And I'm sure the founders have the aspect of money can make people funny. Is what I like to say. Yeah. Yeah. I can, that, that's a good phrase. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It can go a number of different ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it can depending on the person. Yeah. Um, so anything else that you want to share as far as like things that you've learned about, you know, making momentum, community, what resonates and vibes, anything else from that angle, Melissa? Uh, yeah. One thing that actually popped up was when you mentioned that April was nervous about being on podcasts. I used to be so afraid of public speaking that I would pretend to be sick. Just, just I was terrified of it it was like it was my biggest fear up until I joined Tailwind and I had these people supporting me and telling me I could do it and helping coach me through my very first presentation I ever gave and after that I just you know I was able to practice more I was able to talk to people I was able to go on podcasts and 
get so much more comfortable with yes. it. I'm still an introvert at heart, but I absolutely love going on and talking. Yes. I love that. So a couple of things. Oh my God. A, I never would have guessed that you were ever terrified. You seem so natural, so amazing. So thank you for the vulnerability and thank you for sharing that because I always, that's another thing that the intention behind this is. I like it to be transparent, vulnerable, honest, like have a structure, but flow. And I like anyone that tunes in to feel like, you know, I am listening to some friends talking and April, like she said this earlier and I was like, Oh my God, I love you. She goes, I feel like I'm on super soul Sunday. And I was like, Oh my God, that is part of my mission and vision for us to grow to that point. So I was like, I totally received that. One of my best friends used to say I was going to be like Oprah and she was going to be my Gail. And what's funny is like, if you were listening, you guys, I'm actually Caucasian and she was African American, but it was like, we were reversing roles. So it was just very interesting. Um, so Janelle's also my angel. She actually passed away in uh, 2013. So that's part of where all this inspiration came from just to honor her. Um, but from that aspect, thank you for sharing that vulnerability because you just created so much space for someone else listening in that might have thought, oh, I could never public speak. Oh, I could never get on a podcast. I could never do this. And like hearing this whole episode and then having you share that like amazing like totally amazing and like again thank you and then also just to share a bit of my journey like I started public speaking and blurting stuff out like when I was like in elementary so like I was just like fearless from that aspect but then when I started doing it like in college you know with the nonprofit then later in corporate I would always have moments of nerves and always like meditate beforehand or pray in the bathroom and people would think like, Oh, you're so easy. It's so natural. I'm like, no, I always have jitters. Then last year when I started taking fit life creation more and more digital and then more and more social and more and more lives, like on Facebook, on Instagram, I had massive moments of like, oh my God, I'm not even like, I don't even have feedback when I'm talking to someone. Like at least in a room, I can see your face. And I'm like you, I'm naturally, like people don't realize that, but I am naturally introverted. Mm-hmm. I love my own company. I love like diving in behind a computer screen, being behind the scenes. Like, so this is a learned and I got tons of coaching from Brendan Bouchard, from Shailene Johnson, watching mentors like from Herbalife, like Garen Jones, Celeste Richmond, like so many people. I mean, so many leaders like a Steve Jobs, like so many different dimensions of people and speaking. And, you know, and those, if you would see like my first videos on the seven day challenge, oh my God, they were horrible. I filmed in a bathroom behind <laughs> the scenes. You, but I did, I forgot to, I was using on my cell phone. I forgot to wipe the case. So it was blurry. It was so like not natural at all. And then doing lives and then deciding, okay, this year I'm going to become a podcast host. Like I, I want to spread because it's, it becomes bigger than you, right? It's like, I want Fit Life Creation to, to take on this whole like life of its own. I want it to be a community and I want part of it that not only is it helping people, you know, with health, money, and business, but I want to share stories mm-hmm. and I want people to see themselves through, you know, a Melissa, through a April. We just featured Chris, which is, he's been podcasting Melissa for over 13 years so before podcasting wow. was a thing, yeah, literally, he, um, ha- he's a host of Amateur Traveler, 
So he helps people go travel around the world. He, this year alone, so you guys, he's, of course, he's on Pinterest. And I've, I'm not sure if he's on Tailwind, but I know he's on Pinterest. Um, he, this year alone, he's had 4 million downloads on his podcast. That's crazy. So yeah, if you're, if like you're interested in travel, like that's literally the last episode we just posted. And he talked about, he was a software engineer in venture capital. He started podcasting. He was terrified. And he realized like the biggest thing people loved were travel stories. Mm -hmm. So he started 13 years ago. Now he's also a host of Passport Ready which is more like on influencer marketing, social marketing. And then he's also a host of this week in travel, like with a panel, but like it's a part of the focus is to share people's stories, to share all different things with health, money, and business on the journey of creating community and having people like you or others that are repeat guests. So it's not just, Oh, you made it here. We featured you one time. We want people that tune in to realize it's a community and we regularly feature and share. Okay. Melissa now. Okay. Melissa later. Okay. Maybe like other members of the team with tailwind. So people come along for the journey. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. It seems like a community is the word of the day. It is. It totally is. I love that. So it's not just smart social. It's me. So Tell them any other um, input, feedback that you would love for them to have, as well as any calls to action on where they can find you guys, where they can follow you, where's the best first place to start? Uh, best place to start is going to tailwindapp.com, A-P-P, and either logging in with Pinterest or Instagram. So you'll just log in with your accounts there. We're uh, partnered with both. So go through the API, totally safe. We're account is uh, secure with us and just get started. We have an onboarding flow that will help you understand what's going on. We also have a bunch of videos that you can watch to walk through it. If you need more help, reach out to our, C our customer success team that will um, be more than happy to talk to you about it. And you can find me pretty much anywhere online at Melmeg and Tailwind is at Tailwind at most places as well. Thank you so, so much um, for that. And definitely you guys check it out. Like I said, Tailwind has been amazing to help us, to help me grow. Um, as far as Pinterest, the smart loop is such a time saver. The seasonal loop, just the ability to repurpose your content. It's been such a value add and now adding an Instagram and thank you for the tidbits on tribe tribes. I will definitely be adding that to the strategic plan. And thank you so much for just being here with us, Melissa. Thank you for sharing even more insight within Pinterest, within Tailwind, where you guys are headed, where you guys have come from, and your journey within yourself and being part of the team and part of a startup straight out of school. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. I, I feel like my soul has been bared. It feels good. Well, I love to help people feel listened. So thank you again so much and we'll chat soon. Thank you for tuning in with me on It's a Fit Life Creation Podcast. If you haven't already, head on over to our fitlifecreation.com website, follow us on all our social channels, and explore our freebies library. You'll find freebies on health, freebies on wealth, freebies on biz, and all-in-one.
explore at our experiences, events, Influencers, we help the community and influencers get healthy, make money, and build brands. To create a life and a business you love.